All right. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Cares podcast. And thank you once again for joining us. I'm your host, Mike Thornton. And I'm J.D. Allen. And uh, we are going to be talking about a new topic that I haven't taught before. And so this is kind of a whole new like place for me to try this. So it might not be the best, but we're going to work through it. Um, it's a new concept that I call the levels of care. Um, so it dawned on me recently, I was just telling this to you, J.D., that people talk about care all the time and, oh, you should care more or you should, you know, we want to be a caring company or, you know, we want you to care. And, and nobody really talks about, well, how much and what level do I need to be at and what causes somebody to care more? You, can, you can't just say, hey, you should care more and then not understand what it takes to push somebody beyond their current state of care. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a, a lesson and uh, less of a conversation, I think, today. But uh, we'll see how it goes. And feel free to interject wherever you'd like, J.D. And if there's things that resonate with you or if it's something I'm not thinking about, please uh, jump in. Absolutely. So I know this is super cliche, but uh, I felt the need to start with like defining care. Absolutely. And going going to the Webster dictionaries, you know, like definition <laughs> of care. It has become so cliche for people to be like, let me put the the dictionary definition up. Yeah. But um, you know, again, I think we need to understand what we're talking about. So there when you look at the dictionary, there are a couple of different variations of, of what the word care means. Uh, but for our sake, we're gonna talk about two different ones. So we're gonna talk about care as a verb and then care as a noun. So the definition of care as a verb is feel concerned or interest or attach importance to something. So that's what uh, care in action looks yeah. like. And then there's care as a noun, meaning care like as a its own thing. Care as a noun is serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly or to avoid damage or risk. So when I think about these two different definitions, it's interesting to me that uh, first of all, care can be applied as both, you know, a, a noun that it, it is this thing that you, uh, you are right, like yeah. or you give, and then it's something you do as a verb. And so, as we think about these uh, five different levels of care that I've created, uh, or not created, but I've defined, um, mm -hmm. I want to kind of talk about where those play into, into how we care and and what we do uh, to continue to care more. And then shifting gears into making care a noun and making it actually like care with a capital C kind yeah. of care, right? So starting off, obviously, the first point of care is no care. I don't care at all, right? Yeah. Like I, I guess there's a lot of different variations of, of this that you could go with. But, you know, there are certain things like I, I don't like sports, right? Like I truly don't care about most sports. Yeah. I don't feel angry about it. I'm not like, oh, I hate sports or I don't love sports and think, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like there's it just doesn't evoke an emotion or get much of my thought, period. Right. So that's just the starting point for most things is I don't care. I don't care enough because I don't have a vested interest in it. I don't have a emotional attachment to it. Um, you know, the only when I started caring about sports in some ways was when I married my wife. And the only reason I care about sports at all now is because she cares about sports. So it's care by proxy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so because I know it's important to her, I watch them or I, I will try to talk with her. I'm, I'm not very good at discussing <laughs> them. But, uh, 
you know, it's because I, I don't truly care, but I care about her. And so that's what causes me to move towards that thing. But if I was left to my own devices, I wouldn't care at all about any kind of sport. Yeah. Um, and so that's the starting point, right? But then there, there has to be an inflection point. There has to be something that happens to change that. And so what I have dubbed this like first inflection point uh, where, where there is a change in my level of care to go beyond not caring is there has to be some level of self-interest, I believe. Now, let me, I, I should have prefaced all of this by saying none of this is scientific, nor are there any studies or anything that yeah. I've consulted. <laughs> this is strictly my own interpretation of things that I've seen in my life or by leading a business. I actually looked on the internet to see if there was any studies about this, and I couldn't find one. So if there is one, I'd love to see it. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. So I've kind of made my own study. Uh, but this is where I feel most care starts. It doesn't start with the altruistic, like, let me think of others. It starts with, how does this affect me? Yeah. It's more about the self. Um, it, so, you know, at the first inflection point, you see somebody's interest is peaked. They're driven by self-interest. Um, the beginning point of care becomes what's in this for me or how does this impact me? Uh, and so that is where we start. So there's a self-interest that then moves somebody to a, a care of level one. Okay. And so at care level one, the person is interested, but they're not invested. Mm -hmm. They uh, care, but not enough to actually go above and beyond or make action. Like I, I think about this level of care, like um, you ask your spouse, hey, yeah. where do you want to go for dinner? And she says, I don't care, honey. And then you <laughs> say, okay, we're going to go to Taco Bell. And like, well, no, I don't want that. Right. Like, so, you know, yeah. you, you care a little, obviously you said you don't care, but then when I picked something, you said you don't want it or, yep. you know, you probably, and then you go through a half a dozen other options and they don't want that. And ten, then you land on what they actually wanted. So they <laughs> yes. cared enough to know what they wanted, but not enough to actually say, let's go here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. uh, the way I see this play out, like on the job with like your average uh, employee is, you know, the person cares enough to show up. Um, they... Do what's required, but no more. This is kind of just like the baseline beginning. Like I'm not looking for additional responsibilities. I just want to come in, you know, make money, go home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that a lot of times this is, you know, it's also kind of like when I was thinking about this, I thought about, you know, when like a celebrity dies, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so you cared enough to be like, oh, like that was sad to hear. But you're not like in grieving, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I feel like this level of care is. It's like it's, yeah. it's there. It's not life altering. It doesn't impact me. It doesn't hold a lot of sway over my emotions, my energies. It doesn't like occupy space in my mind a lot. But, you know, it's a part of my life in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. And so I think that everybody starts here with most things. Right. Like, hey, my interest is peaked. Like I think about um, Star Wars. Yeah. I love Star Wars, yep. right? I didn't love Star Wars like out of the womb. Yeah, right? of course. <laughs> it wasn't like, well, maybe it was ingrained in my DNA. I don't know. But you as know, you were coming out, it was like, you remember? Burr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the crawl came yeah. out. <laughs> um, no, but you, you know, you remember video stores? Yeah. And we're of really course. dating ourselves now, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> you go to a video store and you're like, oh, I see the box for that movie. Yeah. Oh, let me look at that. That has piqued my interest mm -hmm. enough to pay to go rent it. Now I'm going to take it home. Now I'm going to get into it and start watching it. Wait, what is this? Oh, yeah. you know what? I actually really like that. 
I get to the end of the movie. I really liked that movie. And then it becomes like life altering, right? For like some of us, Star Wars is, you know, part of our personality. But it doesn't start there. You got to start at this first care level of like, hey, you've piqued my interest. I'm, I'm, you know, going to give up some time to see what this is about, right? Yeah. So I think care level two is also a self-interested level of care. But it goes a little further beyond just this like entry level, you've piqued my interest kind of care. Yeah. So I think um, at care level two, the person, you know, it's whatever this is. And and I'm just going to use the job because it's hard to it's hard to talk ambiguously. Yeah. So when I think about the job that I have with Chick-fil-A and running a business, you know, as I said, you know, at care level one, it's like your average team member who just started and still trying to feel things out and doesn't really care one way or the other. You know, they could work here. They can go work anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Um, but they need a job. And so that's why they're here. And it's about, you know, them making money and self-interest. At Care Level 2, I think about this, like the team member who has been around for a little while, been around for like a year, likes what they do, you know, enjoys the job. Maybe he's made some friends there. Um, and so the job has become more important to them. And so they care more about it um the thing the the job let's say or the thing in question is a priority but it's not a top priority yeah you know especially when you you know you look at like my business and you have um a lot of teenagers right like they got so many things on their plates so you know they got school they got family they got friends and social life they've got sports they've got you know theater whatever they're involved in and then also they have this job and so it's a priority, but in the list of many things and, and maybe on their list of priorities, this kind of takes like the last priority. Like yeah. if I have to give something up, even though I don't want to, cause I yeah. like this job, it's probably going to be the job. Yeah. This person at care level two, uh, it's deeper. The interest is deeper. There's more of a personal attachment, but I still feel like there's a selfish aspect to it. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't want to use the term selfish in a bad way. I feel like everybody has selfish interests in certain things, right? Especially when it comes to a job. Yeah. Listen, I love what I do, but if I wasn't getting paid, I wouldn't be there. Right? Yeah. Like I need to make money. I need to support my family. Yeah. Um, whereas there's other things that you care more about that maybe you give your time up for free, right? Yeah. And so um, this is still care level two. It's just, just above the uh, entry level, but it there's more emotional attachment. There is more, um, you know, relationships that have been built. Yeah. There is a certain comfortability, you know, again, when I think about our job, you know, people have been with me for a year or more, they're, they're comfortable. Hey, I know this. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I know the people I'm going to work with. I like the people I work with. The culture is good. Uh, yeah, it's not something I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but it's good for now until I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> those are the first two levels of care. And, and I think both of them, as I said, are, are necessary to get anywhere else. I think a lot of times we want to skip over with people. We want we want to get people in the door and have them just be wholly invested, wholly sold out, completely bought into what we're doing right out the gate. Yeah. And it just doesn't work like that. Even if you're talking about more high high potential, high uh, performance people, you still have to win them over. Yeah. You know, they might give you their best because that's just the type of person they are. Uh, but in terms of what you're doing with them and, and that job and getting that level of buy-in and level of care, uh, you got to give it time. Yeah. You, they have to experience things. You know, it's like, it's show me, not tell me mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times, especially in a job. Like you can talk about how great our culture is or, you know, pitch, you know, all these big things you want to do. But until people see action behind those things, they're just words. Yeah. 
So I feel like in these first two levels of care, it's kind of even more like, hey, I'm, I'm one foot in the pool. I'm just tipping my toes. Um, I care enough. I'm here, right? I do the job, but it's not like something I'm willing to be overly committed to yet. And then comes this inflection point two, mm-hmm. where it, I don't know what exactly it is. It's, I think it's different for everybody, but self-interest is established, right? Like it serves the selfish needs, but then it's overridden by an interest in others yeah. or an interest in the bigger picture and, and what, what we can do together. And I think when it comes to any good thing, like everything that's good in life becomes about what it does for other people. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and again, I have no scientific proof for this, but when mm-hmm. I think about this stuff, like when you're willing to give up of your time free, volunteer, taking time away from your family and your um, self-interest, like you could be hanging out at home, watching a movie, relaxing, but you choose instead to go volunteer at church or go yeah. volunteer at the soup kitchen or go um, just just give up your time for anything to do work with other people, Habitat for Humanity. Why do we do those things? It's it's not selling necessarily serving a self-interest piece, mm-hmm. uh, even though I think there, the argument could be made that, well, it makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a cynical way to look at it. It's yeah. the friend's logic. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, they made that argument yeah. on the show, Friends. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that is the end-all, be-all for most people because if it was yeah. just about being feeling good about myself, I could do a million other things. This is about how it impacts other people yeah. and the greater good. And so... I think inflection point two to move to the next level of care is somebody realizes the impact they're having on others. I see this all the time in our business. So when people go from, Hey, I just want to work here to, Hey, I want to be a leader here. It's because, you know, and to be honest, sometimes it's like, Hey, I want to make more money or, you know, I want power. And we suss that out real quickly. Like you can tell. Yeah, of course. But you can read it on people. Right. But the best people, the people who are the most influential and impactful are like, I want to make a difference. I like that I got to train so-and-so yesterday. And I liked that feeling that like helping them be better. Or I liked that, you know, we, we serve people and that woman just drove away with her food and with the biggest smile on her face. And I got to do that. And so I want to make a difference. That's what we see in people. And those are the people who last and stay longer and go further is because it's not just about you. And so at this, at care level three, people are totally invested um, the thing in question, if we're talking about the job, it's, it's one of the top priorities. It's not just on a list of many priorities. It's, you know, priority one, two, three, yeah. right. Uh, personally, they're personally impacted. They're emotionally wrapped up in it. Like they're, they have feelings tied to this thing. Um, this is a level of care that creates joy, but also sometimes pain mm-hmm. because when you care so much, when things don't go well, it hurts. Yeah. You know, it, like at my job, um, if we, if we run bad profit one month, my leadership team is actually upset about it because yeah. they, they want to do better uh, and they want us to succeed together. And they're upset when something like that happens because they feel that. That's like an emotional investment that they don't need to have. It's really, that's about what hits my pocket, not theirs necessarily. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's a whole other level of care. When you care that much that it doesn't actually impact you, but it still hurts you. Yeah. Uh, and then you also share in the joys like, yeah, hey, we, we won together. We just, you know, again, in my business, uh, we just drove 130 cars through the drive through. Well, you know, everybody's excited about that. 
Why? Because they want to succeed together. They want to see the business succeed. They they want to shoot for um, a, a better uh, speed of service and and more cars because that means we're winning together. Yeah. We're on a team and we're all invested in the team, not just in the self. Yeah. Um, this level of care is hard at times, but it, uh, it's also rewarding. Mm-hmm. This is where you feel like, hey, I love what I do, or I love getting to be a part of that church, or I love. Um, this relationship I'm in, it's rewarding. Yeah, yeah, it's painful. I mean, again, we're both married. You know, as much as you love your spouse, there are hard things you go through with your spouse. Of course. There are difficulties in marriage, but that's why you stick it out. Yeah. You know, it's the people who aren't in this level of, of care, let's say, that are more willing to say, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw on the towel on this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand, too, that there's also things that are outside of people's control, right? But, yeah, yeah. Um, this person who cares deeply is bought in. And the person uh, being cared for feels deeply cared for. Mm. So there's a flip side of it. When you care this much, the person you're working with, or the person you're investing it with, they feel that level of care. Yeah. And now it starts to impact them. And now it starts to transform their lives and their uh, performance and uh, impacts how they care about what they do. Yeah. This level of care is uh, transformative for the person, but also the person that is leading other people. Yeah. Uh, so in, in my business, like I said, this is uh, a lot of our leaders, uh, the leaders who go above and beyond this. This is the person who comes early, stays late, comes in on their day off, um, you know, wants to take on more responsibility. They want to go further and faster. And, um, you know, sometimes these are the people you have to hold back a little bit and say, hey, you're not yeah. quite ready for that yet. Right. But it, it, it's a level of care that I think people who are successful express this level of care in what they're doing. Yeah. It's not just in my business. I think that's in any business. When you show the boss that you care as much, if not more than he or she does about what your company is trying to achieve, you're going to get opportunities. This is where I see a disconnect in people who want to uh, move up in an organization sometimes, right? Yeah. Like playing out in my business, People start to feel entitled to job titles, uh, to promotions, to raises because of tenure. Hey, I've been here the longest. Or, you know, effort. Hey, I work hard, but I only do what's asked of me. Or Mm -hmm. I only will do, you know, I'll only stay till four and then I got to go, you know. Yeah. um, and, And again, everybody has different life situations. You know, I'm not expecting you to stay past the time you're supposed to be here. If you, if you got run to school, <clears throat> excuse me, if you got run to school and pick up your child, um, but, you know, where else are you going above and beyond? How else are you going above and beyond? Yeah. Um, so I, when I talk to people about, hey, how do you get promoted? How do you uh, become successful? It, it's always willing to do more than what your job description says mm-hmm. because, you know, you would like to think that the boss is going to just naturally see how hard you worked doing the thing they've asked you to do. But the truth is when you have, you know, 120 employees, I don't always see everybody doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing because that's the expectation. What I see is the person who's gone above what they've been asked to do because that's the surprise, right? That's the, the wow factor. Mm -hmm. Uh, bring it back to my business. This is why we're successful with uh, guests as a quick service, like fast food chain is that we go above and beyond what you expect from a fast food chain yeah. in our hospitality and our food quality and just the little things that we do for our guests. Um, 
it's the same thing on the other side of the coin, right? It's the same thing when it comes to the employee. When you're willing to, when you care so much that it comes through in your actions and you go above and beyond what is required, that's when you'll find success. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, anything to add to any of that? No, I mean, I, I completely agree. You know, like just having a leadership position in your store at one point, yeah, like people would ask me all the time, oh, how do I get to where you are? Or what, you know, what do I need to do to, to move forward, you know, within this organization that you've created? And it's like, you know, go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. And honestly, most of the time it would be talking about show that you care about the results of this business. When you invest yourself in what we're doing on a new level, going above and beyond for a guest, um, the guys who, without even being ha- without being having to having to ask from a leader, hey, carry that woman's you know food out to their car because she's pregnant, the ones who are going there and getting it, those are the guys that you're like, oh wow, you know. Henry really like went above and beyond today, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, did you see? Uh, you know, Christy, she she went outside and she organized the line, you know, without being asked, you know. And all of a sudden, it's those people that are on your radar now. Now, right. now though, now you're watching them and how they act, and you're seeing everything that they're doing because they just showed that they cared about the company and what everybody else, the way that they look into the company. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Like, no, no, that's great. Yeah, like yeah. they see our company now as a company that cares because they cared about what that perception was. Does that make sense? Right. Well, so for me as the uh, owner of that franchise, it's not enough that just I care. Yeah. Like I'm, I can't be everywhere at once. I can't take care of every guest. It has to permeate the organization and just become part of the culture and the DNA of the organization so much so that everybody goes to that level of yeah. care. And again, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. You're going to start at care level one. But for us, I think if we're doing our jobs correctly through training and uh, encouragement and you know just doing things together, you're going to reach this level of care if you stay with the organization long term. Yeah. So I think that you know the other thing, it, when I think about how you get noticed in an organization, it's not just my organization, it's every organization, it's uh, if you're doing something below the line of where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be <laughs> or above the line. Yeah. It, you know, it's sad to say, but I think it's just the truth and the nature of life is that if, when you're just meeting the bare minimum, just meeting the requirement mm-hmm. that doesn't impress anybody. It doesn't stand out to anybody. Yeah. And so if you know, you just coming to work every day and just doing the thing that you're supposed to do. It's great. And, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, we need that. Yeah. But if you truly do want more, which a lot of people tell me they do, then you got to stand out in some way. Yeah. You got to show me you're ready for more. Mm-hmm. I think most people just want to have the, the title and you don't get the title by doing the job that you were hired for. You do. You get the title by doing the job that you want. Yeah. Right. Like they always say, dress for the job you want. Well, also act for the way that for the job you want. Yeah. And, you know, within reason, don't come in and start, you know, giving orders (laughs) and you're just like, you know, first day, you know. Yeah. Uh, But you get what I mean. Like it's I I get frustrated sometimes when people are like, well, you know, I just haven't had any development. I haven't grown. I haven't done this. And I've been here for a year and it's like, okay, well, what have you done? Yeah. You know, because you want me to just spoon feed these things to you. You show me you care and I'll reciprocate. By showing you that I care through these ways. Um, 
Have you even listened to the Leadership Cares podcast? Exactly. <laughs> if you were listening to this podcast, you would know exactly how to get to where you want to go. So there is a fourth level of care. And mm-hmm. uh, I've dubbed this the care with the capital C. This is the the noun version of care where it, it just becomes a transformative force. And yeah. it's not always seen in just business, but I, I think you can. Uh, but this is like the level of care that you see like from people like Mother Teresa and yeah. you know, people like that who give of themselves endlessly to the point where they transform lives. Uh, you know, now you don't have to be a saint or a martyr to do yeah. these things. But, uh, th- you know, I think about the mentors I've had in my life and how much of their time and their energy and their uh, emotional attachment was invested into me and uh, and the risks they took mm-hmm. on me. You know, it, the truth is everyone is a risk. You know, some yeah. are some are less risky than others. And, you know, you're more calculated, but uh, trusting anybody to, you know, for your business or to achieve something, um, you know, for you and for your organization, it's a risk. And so when you take those risks on people, it, it doesn't just show that, oh, well, this, they're just expecting me to succeed. It also shows that you trust me, that you care about me, that you're willing to give me a shot to show you what I am worth, what I am capable of. And that's the only way you get where you want to go. I wouldn't be where I am if other people hadn't cared enough to take risks on me to, and to be this level of care, this tr- transformative level of care. Like when I... Uh, got hired by the operator I worked for, I was lost. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. I tried a couple of different things and none of them panned out and thought I knew what I wanted to do and it fell apart. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, again, there's no other way to describe it, but I felt lost. Yeah. And so this person transformed my life in a way that gave me direction and mm-hmm. purpose and that has shaped who I am. And I know I would not be here without that person. Yeah. And so that's humbling to think about that you can be that for others. Uh, you know, we, we go through life and we don't always realize the impact we're having on other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes negative, sometimes positive. Yeah. But I, I believe that this level of care, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen by accident. You know, there are some wonderful people in the world who are just so wonderful and they ooze wonderfulness that like, you know, it, sometimes you impact people by accident that way. Yeah. But this kind of level of transformation uh-huh. it is only uh, achievable through intentional acts and intentional time and thought. And that takes the highest level of care. Yeah. And so that's why this is care with the capital C that if you want to be a life changer, you want to be a person of influence, then you got to put that level of work in. Yeah. You know, and, and again, going back to the, to the third level, um, there's great joy and great reward in it. And there's also great pain at yeah. times. You know, I just had a conversation with a friend about this where, you know, somebody that he was very close to and he was uh, very invested in, um, you know, they're parting ways and, and he's not going to be working with this person anymore. And, and it was very hard for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have this great conversation around like, yeah, you're going to take those risks and it's going to hurt sometimes, but you can't stop. Because the next person is going to be the person that is like me, you know, yeah. that you transform their life. Um, I think too many times, you know, there, there are often leaders or, or, you know, people in life who take these kind of risks and then they get taken advantage of mm-hmm. and then they don't go back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's a shame mm-hmm. because so many people there, there's a lot of people out there who have so much to offer and 
they were squashed early or you know went down in their prime uh, because they were taken advantage of. So if, if you have this kind of person in your life, recognize it, soak mm-hmm. it up, like appreciate it. Yeah. Because it's not every day, you yeah. know, that you find a person like this. Also, I, I do want, and this might be, you know, this might go without saying, but I do think it's important to say, like, you don't wake up being a level four care person right no. away. You yep. know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you wake up and I care about everybody, you know? It's like, it, I, it takes work on your side. And I feel like you need to find someone who is at level four care um, for you mm-hmm. to kind of reach that, you know, because it's kind of got to, it's something that you have to work on and slowly make your way to that. You know, yep. like there have been jobs that I, I was definitely level one, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that over the years, if it's important to you, you will kind of etch your kind of way of mm-hmm. being a level four care type person i don't I don't know i know that you kind of coined this phrase you know so yeah i've like level i don't know if i'm, I'm using still working it my way through it <laughs> no it sounds great you're, you're doing a better job than i was <laughs> um but it i think it's important to know like if you want to be that type of person who cares it's not going to happen tomorrow it's right. going to be something that's going to be a process that you're going to have to grow yourself and like i said find a, a mentor for yourself who is at that level to kind of get you there you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, the, the author, John Maxwell, Yeah, we've read a lot of his stuff together. Um, John Maxwell, fantastic leadership author, mm-hmm. speaker, you know, kind of a guru. Um, I was just at the conference for uh, Chick-fil-A. We have one every year and uh, I was blown away. They brought Maxwell in yeah. to speak to That's us awesome. and he he's getting up there. You know, he's a little older yeah. now, but uh, he was saying how he had just heard from his publisher that he is has officially written the most leadership material in the history of the world. <laughs> wow. The like there is no one in history who has written more <laughs> leadership material than him. And that's that's pretty amazing. And yeah. I have like a number of his books, you know. Yeah. And, and so he's been an influence on me. I've never even met the man. I didn't get to meet him at next. I hope yeah. I was hoping to. But uh you know, this is the kind of care and influence that winds up transforming people that you've never even met. Yeah. You know, I think about Truett Cathy, uh, the founder mm-hmm. of Chick-fil-A, and the influence he's been on my life. And I never, unfortunately, had the chance to meet him before he passed. Yeah. You know, this, this is how you build legacy. Yeah. This is how you build an a, uh, organization that lasts beyond you. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. So coming back to Maxwell, he's so funny. He always talks about... You know, silly things like, you know, what people say to him. This isn't silly, but like, it seems silly to me because somebody, uh, he says, inevitably, somebody always walks up to me and says, man, you know, I, I really w- would love to do what you do. I really want to do what you mm-hmm. do. And he, he goes, he, he says, I always go back to him and say, okay, well, do you want to do what I did? Yeah. You got to do the did before you get to do the do. <laughs> That's what <laughs> he was saying. And, you know, people just look at him and say, man, like, I want to be you. Yeah, I want to be there, and they don't realize the work and um, toiling he put in to becoming who he is and starting his organization from scratch and then becoming the guy that has written the most leadership material in the history of the world. That doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, you know, and, and unfortunately, we live in a world where people are so used to getting what they want immediately or rather quickly and unfortunately easily that they expect to get those things in life. Yeah. You know, they think just because now I can go to Google and get information on anything. This drives me nuts, by the way. Like it used to be that you could have a conversation mm-hmm. and 
you wouldn't know certain things, right? You'd be like, man, how old is Tom Cruise? And you'd be like, man, I think he's like 40-something. And you're like, no, I think he's 50-something. And we walk away and we're like, we actually will never know <laughs> because we don't know how to look it up. Yeah. Now you can find out anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, let me look it up. And not that that's a bad thing. We live in the information age. But, uh, you know, I think between that mindset, the, you know, I work in fast food, um, you know, get anything you want in less than five minutes. Uh, you know, the Amazon Prime world of two-day shipping. You know, yeah. I can have literally anything I want here in two days. And sometimes one day now, um, you don't get that when it comes to maturity. Yeah. When it comes to leadership. When it comes to relationships, there is no fast forward button for getting to a care level four where yeah. you are, you care so much that you are a transformative leader. Yeah. Um, you, you just got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. You got to go through the ups and downs. You got to make the mistakes. Uh, you know, you got to go through a few jobs where you're only a care level one and you really don't find what you're passionate about until later in life. And then you can ascend to that next level. Um, it, it just, that is what real life is like. Uh, and I think that as we get more and more used to getting what we want when we want it, we are losing the joy of the journey. Yeah. You know, and, and not that this was a joy, but it used to, again, coming back to information, I am old enough to <laughs> have been in school prior to the proliferation of the internet. And when you wanted to, when you had to go write a paper, you would go to the library, you would look up a bunch of books in the card catalog, yep, and you would go find those books, you would read them, you would take excerpts from them, and you would write your paper, and it would take you quite some time to find all the information you need, to put together the information into coherent thoughts, and create a paper. And now you still have to do some of that, but you have the information immediately yeah all you gotta do is google it right and you can go through all sorts of different sources yep or if you do need a book well, i'll just go to amazon type in what i'm looking for and i get it right yep. uh and so you you lose the it's not necessarily like finding all the information was the joy but it was the it was the hard work that went into discovering what you needed mm -hmm. it was reading a book that you, then you realize, oh, this is not actually what I'm looking for. Yeah. Or, you know, I need to go, you know, let me put this one away. I'll go find a different one. Uh, you don't get that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's the same way with people in life and, and just trying to ascend into becoming a fully fledged person. They want to skip steps. Yeah. Uh, but the truth, you know, going back to our, our levels of care theory, that shows me a, a level of care that's pretty low mm -hmm. because you want it easy. You want it fast. You know, again, it's still the self-interested level of care. Whereas if you were truly passionate about something, you want to put in the work. You want to put yeah. in the effort. We use this uh, analogy all the time, but we're musicians, mm -hmm. right? Like if we didn't love music, we wouldn't have gone through all the crap that it took yep. to get good at being a musician, right? Yep. <laughs> like yep. it's yep. hard work and it <laughs> hurts, especially if you're, you're playing guitar, you know, like it hurts your fingers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you screw up a lot. You look silly. You sound horrible, mm -hmm. but you keep pressing forward because you love it. Yeah. Because you want to get there. It's it, and you know, it's the same way with all this other stuff. With becoming a person who who is able to operate at a level four care, or to becoming an influential leader, um, you got to push through the hard. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. you got you got to be willing to put in the time. Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we've lost at times as a society. So. When I think about how I want to apply this to my leadership, to my business, 
uh, I think it's first, it's a good tool to have to identify where your people are. Yeah. You know, because you can tell. You know the ones who are at a level one versus a level two and level three. And then being able to find your way in because it, again, it, it doesn't work to just say, well, I need you to care more. Yeah. Well, okay. So what is the thing that is going to spark that in, you know, that jump to the next level of care? Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, maybe I do need to appeal to your self-interest a little more. Maybe it's more money. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more um, time. You know, it, it might be like, it might begin like that. Yeah. But then person realizes, oh, hey, they, they care enough about me to offer me a raise or to put in time into training me to do something else. Okay, may, maybe I should be a little more interested in this. Maybe I should care more. Then yeah. I go to care level two. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here long term. I'm emotionally attached. You know, I, I start to be influenced by other people in the organization and it brings me to a care level three, you know. And so, again, I, I've just come up with this. Mm-hmm. I haven't really put it into practice yeah. yet. Uh, but I'm excited about it because I think it's going to help me and my organization. For anybody listening to this, I hope it makes sense and it helps you. Yeah, one of the things that I was also going to say, and again, I know that you're working through this, but it what seems to be interesting is I feel like I feel like care level four is a personality trait, mm. but care level one through level three you can have in different things. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like you could be care level one about your job, but care level three, or maybe not three, maybe three is where it transforms, but care level two at sports, you know? Hmm. Or you could be care level two for your friends, but not necessarily about your church, you know, or, you know what I mean? I I do. I think, I think you're right. I think everybody naturally, you know, like, oh, I care more about my family than I do about this. I think you're right when it's a personality trait, but I would actually take it a step further. And I think that the personality traits are define what you're capable of, like what level of care you're capable of. Yeah. Because even though... You say you care about your family, right? Like when I was a kid, I loved my family. Yeah. But I didn't love them to, or I didn't care enough to the point that my father did, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, where he's working three jobs and, um, you know, taking care of us. I, I don't know. I, I'd have, I think that's a different subject, but I, I do think that, you know, your personality mm-hmm. in, influences this, right? When you're a stupid kid and you're yeah. young and you're <laughs> impulsive, you're more likely to stay at a care level one or two. And as you mature and you you know, realize what your priorities are and you, you know, develop as a person, you're capable of going to level three or four. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think, you know, people depending on where they are in their levels of maturity and experience might not be capable of different levels, mm-hmm. you know, because like even as a teenager, I'm thinking about the things that I really cared about Yeah, were even like on the, on the baseline of just what they were, were not like level four cares because they weren't that important. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> I, I cared a lot about video games and yeah. hanging out with my friends and movies, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and those are all fun things, but they're not like life transforming levels of, yeah. of you know, I don't know. No, I, I, I can see that. Cause like, if I'm going to relate it back to my life, like I remember like music obviously has always been something that defined me, you know, and being a guitarist. And like, I remember, when I wanted to get my first computer, you know, it was an Alienware computer. So it was like $2,200. And I had told my mom, oh, I want to buy this computer. You know, I was a teenager. I was young and it was my own money. And I remember her being like, 
do you know how many guitars you can get for $2,200? <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't care. I want this computer. I'm going to get this computer. So even something that I would have looked at and cared about so earnestly still like, yeah, you're right. It wasn't that like that, that life transforming care. Yeah. I obviously wanted that computer at that moment. And obviously this is a silly example, but no, it's good. You know, it's still, yeah, I, I can see that there's a, a fact, a maturity factor that go, goes hand in hand with it. And I think that's a good point too, because I, I think it, you, like, especially in our business. And when I look at uh, me as the owner of my business and I talk to other owners, I think at times we get frustrated because we want everyone in our organization to be capable of this level yeah. of care and they're not. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, and, and I'm also, I don't want it to be like a, Hey, just chalk it up to they're a silly kid, you know, and yeah. not expect more of them because by expecting more and training them to do more and, and pushing them, that's how you get them out of these mindsets and, and in, in, uh, cite the maturity that yeah. they need. But yeah, I, I don't think we can always get as frustrated with the people in our organizations or in our churches or whatever it might be that you're working on because they don't care as much as you do because mm -hmm. they might not be capable of it because of the level of maturity they're at or the life uh, experience they've had. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's a good point. And that did just occur to me that like, you know, I, I've seen leaders all the time get frustrated. Like, why don't you do better? Why don't you know? Why don't you show up for work on time? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's just that they're, there, you know, I've said this before, actually, to my leaders. Like, hey, if they if they cared as much as you did, and if they knew as much as you did, then they'd be where you are. Yeah. But they're not, and that's the same in every organization. No organization is filled with a bunch of people who are transformative level four care leaders. Yeah. It's just not by the very nature of who we are as people. You're not going to have a ten for every single employee. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could work towards that, but even by nature of uh, variation mm -hmm. even if everybody in your organization is considered a 10 then you're going to have sub variants yeah of like well you know this little thing here mm -hmm. or this little thing there now makes them not a 10 yeah you see what I mean? yeah yeah you get the scale yeah. changes mm -hmm. but you're always going to have people at, at different stages yeah and and so like when it comes to levels of care we we have to be understanding of where each person is and help them through these things if they're in this selfish version of care like I said, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You don't necessarily always need to like expect more from them mm -hmm. because yeah, you know what? Maybe they are just there for the paycheck yeah. and that's okay by virtue of who we are and how we do business and how we do life together and what we're investing in them. Hopefully they move out of that, but if they never do and they get what they need out of the job, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think we beat our heads against the wall trying to force people into levels of care that they either are not capable of or they're just it's not what they need right now yeah you know yeah, for sure and man if everybody in my organization cared about it as much as i did like it would be great but it, it would also be exhausting i think yeah. you yeah. know <laughs> like you know it's okay to have some people who are just you know hey well, I'm I'm, gonna i was and clock out and go home i was just thinking about that too like if you had an entire like like workplace of tens who would they lead right you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it, it's it's almost like you kind of need people who are a little bit more immature to kind of grow them you know what i mean because like what happens you have a f store full of directors yeah. you know what i mean yeah you know honestly man like i'd be bored by that yeah you know i i think that 
we we would like that. I think a lot of us would sit back and be like, yeah, that's what I want because that makes it easy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like if I naturally just had all these people who cared about everything as much as I did, then you know there, there's not a whole lot of work I have to put into growing them. They're already there. Yeah. Um, I get excited about like, hey, let me take that 16 year old kid who's never had a job before and teach him what it's like to go beyond this base level of care and base level of leadership and move him to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that achieves one of the core tenets of what we w- want out of my organization, which is yeah. you leave better than when you came in. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I say this all the time, you know, when you work for me, like I know 90% of the people who work for me are always going to go on to doing something else. That's just the nature of the business. Yeah. But when they leave, they leave better than when they started because of having worked with us. Yeah. And so if that means that they understand how to actually care about something more and actually give more of themselves to something, uh, that's only going to serve them better when, you know, if they're going away to college or another career or, you know, the ministry or their families, right? Like, again, bringing it back to your family. Could you imagine if every father in America was at this level of care for their wife and their kids? Yeah. Right? Like, unfortunately, that's not the case. That's where there's a lot of people who... You know, they have rough childhoods because their parent, their mother, their father, or whoever it might be, is that, you know, like, I mean, I I don't think there's many parents who have zero care for their children, mm-hmm. but I know there's parents who have level one or level two, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and it's, it's, I'm more interested in myself, you know, mm-hmm. than you. Um, man, if every parent had this level of care and knew how to, to move beyond the selfish aspects of it, then, you know, people would have healthier childhoods and become yeah. healthier adults, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, it has broader, wider spread uh, reach than just running a good business yeah. or running a good nonprofit. You know, just applying this, you know, my dad used to always talk about your list of priorities, right? Like there needs to be a list of priorities because when you just throw everything at the wall, um, you know, there's so many things in our lives. You've got to prioritize them. If they're not done the correct way, then you get out of whack, right? Yeah. And so for us, it was always God's at top. God, faith, mm-hmm. our faith is number one because it informs everything else about what we do. Then family was number two. Yeah. That's right below it. You know, there's nothing more important than my wife and my kids other than my faith, right? Mm-hmm. And then right below that was, you know, friends or whatever and and other people you care about and then it was maybe work right mm-hmm. and i think you know as you get further down the line they can get blurred a yeah. little bit um but at least for me if number one and number two are in place mm-hmm. i'm solid yeah i'm solid and, and i you know level three is obviously you know if that's work for at a, any given time then you know i'm going to give a lot of myself to it but if i'm if i'm at a level of care in my relationship with the lord and my relationship with my family that is like that I'm fully bought in. I'm you're the priority. Um, I am emotionally available, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, then that only makes me better at work. Yeah. You know, and so mm-hmm. I'm capable of that level of care. Uh, again, we see it all the time in our business when things aren't good at home. Yeah. I can't expect you to be good at work. Mm-hmm. How do I expect you to care for our guests and care about your job when you're fighting battles at home? with you know a spouse or a parent or a sibling or something like that um and so when when we're 
putting that effort in there and we're at those level of cares outside of work, then we're capable of doing it inside work. Not that you're not capable of doing it inside of work if other things aren't in place, but mm-hmm. it just makes it all the more harder, yeah. right? Yeah. It just makes it more difficult. It's an uphill battle to get there. So anyway, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. And it is yeah. still something <laughs> that uh, I am working through. This is the first time I'm, I'm even talking to somebody about this. Yeah. Uh, and but I think there's merit here. I think this, yeah, this could be good and something that that you know as I work through it more it becomes uh, something a tool I can use and maybe you guys you know out there and um, whoever's listening can use. So we'll keep working on it. I mean, we even through our conversation yeah. we came up with some good concepts around how to make this better. Absolutely. So uh, I hope this was helpful. I, I think we need to move towards wrapping up here for this episode. Uh, But once again, thanks so much for listening. And uh, for this week's Leadership Cares podcast, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm J.D. Allen. And thank you for listening to the Leadership Cares podcast. The Leadership Cares podcast is produced by Revived Entertainment Company.